Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy Book of the Month podcast. I have a uh, nearly full crew here with us today. We have Katie. I'm super full. <laughs> See, I told you. Uh, Peter. Hey, hey, hey. It's fat Rachel. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> it's fat Peter. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, hello. Apparently, I'm Rachel. <laughs> That's what she tells <laughs> Apparently. us. And I'm Nick. We are here for a... I don't remember what month this is for. Me God either. of Logistics. Uh, I will tell you in a femtosecond. It is for January. It's for January. Year. 2023. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, motherfucks. Wow. Motherfucks. <laughs> That's aggressive. <laughs> wow. That does sound very aggressive. How about, how about, come on, come on, tone it back, Katie. How about, happy new year, gentle lovers. Happy new year, gentle lovers. Oh my I goodness. I got chills. I got mixed oh chills God. too. I got goosebumps. All right, you asked for it. You literally asked for it, Peter, so. I mean, kind of. Anyway, Man, what are we here a, for, Nick? You've, you've read a sex scene before, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Uh, we're here to discuss uh, our theme this month, unicorns in fantasy. And uh, mm-hmm. we all read a book called Space Unicorn Blues by T.J. Barry. That we did. Um, so perhaps we should just get started with a general discussion on unicorns in fantasy. Yeah. And then yeah. get into the book more. Uh, we, I, I would say this book is a little bit of a turn from the traditional unicorn. Yeah. Archetype. So what, what does the traditional unicorn look like? Right. It's, it's like a brilliant, shiny white horsey with a horn and it likes virgins. Is that right? Yep. They're sleek <laughs> and elegant. And you know what? Way to make it weird. Thanks. About the virgins. Yeah. Is that why I always see unicorns when I'm outside? That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Is that why your wife keeps complaining? Not when I'm around. Ooh. Wow. Is that why they call it horny? Okay, that was my last one. For, that is it? Is that your story. last one? No, probably not. But Probably not. Last That's one I have at the moment. Okay. Unicorns uh, like sex. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Do, do any of you know where the unicorn originates in terms of fantasy like it i guess probably from myth right it's probably yeah no it's from rhinos (laughs) it's from rhinos when when like the crusaders traveled and killed a bunch of people they were like oh these majestic horse things with horns yonder upon their skull capulet you know i'll take us on a brief tangent here because i was reading an article recently how um people are starting to think that the myth of the Cyclops actually came from finding the skeletons of elephants because where the elephants, uh, oh. like uh big, like nose trunk would be there in the skeleton. There's actually a giant hole there and it oh. kind of looks like an eye socket. That that's is, interesting. Oh, that's a cool idea. I, yeah. I have no I'm going to take you say whether it's relevant, you know, true, but it's such a cool idea. It's just I'm a theory. Take your tangent. Cool and go a little further like the questing beast of yore um mm. they're pretty sure that's a giraffe because it has the neck of a snake and the 
body of a whatever and it's spotted. Oh. So that's there you cool. Go. That's cool. Mythology. Too. But you know what though, honestly, this isn't too bad of a tangent because I mean the unicorn probably does come from some sort of basis in reality, right? I mean Yeah, probably. Isn't there some sort of African animal that has like a horn on its head and kind of looks like uh I feel like there There's is like a prong I don't horn. Think it... Yeah. I mean, sure. There those, are those there are, are cool. a few ungulates that have you know big horns, uh, which I guess could grow together in some in some mis uh, misgrowths, I suppose, um, or could just appear uh, to have be a, a single horned creature. And then there's uh, the uh, narwhal, which actually has mm -hmm. that you know horn like tooth coming out, and uh, that could be inspiring or confusing as well. Uh, according to Wikipedia, uh, there was a bovine-type unicorn thought to, by some scholars to be depicting steels in the Bronze Age seals in the Bronze Age Indus Valley uh, civilization. Yeah, I I love. I'm glad that people come here to listen to folks who really have done no homework. <laughs> Most of the time, it's on things that we can talk about. I mean, we can talk about unicorns. Yeah, I mean it's in but, fantasy. But we're not scholars. <laughs> well, we can talk about in fantasy. It's typically used as tropes for purity and uh, cures. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, they 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 tend to come up in fantasy books as you know ma very magical creatures that are rare and have great import in terms of omens or in terms of magical power. Um. Oh my God, I was just reminded of. Has anyone else seen Unico? No. no, no. It was this. There were a couple really old animations, um, and one of these. Oh my fucking god! It's adorable. Yes, yes, it's very strange. Oh, oh, it's um, so cute. And, it, it uh, looks, oh yeah! It looks like an old, very old, like My Little Pony mixed with like Kimba the White Lion. Yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> I have it's worth a Google search, folks. Memories of watching just one of the Unico films as a kid, Unico in the Island of Magic, and most I forgot all about the unicorn in it. I just remembered that there's some wizard turning people into puppets. They're not even really puppets. They're like these blocky forms of humans and then using them to build its castle. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the unicorn is super nice and good and has to save the day um, through goodness and niceness. Oh, my God. I would let it save me through unicorn niceness and whatnot. Oh, my God. It's so fucking cute. <laughs> and it would do it. It would do it. Unicorn is super. Unico is super nice. Um. But wow. yeah. Unicorns? Well, is that what? Rachel? Is there any evil unicorns? Well, there are absolutely evil sure. varieties of unicorns that have been created in modern fantasy as counterparts or inversions of the unicorn. It's like, well, there are unicorns and they're these magical bastions of goodness. Let's make evil unicorn. 
Like, so it obviously, like, yes, I've seen them mostly like in role playing games and things, but I'm not sure there's a. uh, I feel like like maybe like a dragon would probably be the closest. Right. The dragon is clearly not a unicorn. Well, yeah, but I mean, like as like an evil counterpart. Oh, you mean a thematic, a thematic foil or something? Yes. Right. I see. Well, I mean, I'm not sure. Like, if you if you look mythologically, I would say that that unicorns aren't necessarily good, right? I think they're these fey folkloric things in the same way as, uh, you know, elves or the sprites of the forest. It's the kind of thing where if you follow all the rules of this folk tale, then it'll turn out well. And if you don't, and this turns out to be one of the folk tales that is a morality tale and a warning then whoops you did the wrong thing and the unicorn you know spurns you or spears you through the heart or vanishes and you don't get your one true wish yeah because i was thinking like the only book that i'm looking at that i think i own that has a unicorn in it is stardust mm-hmm. Stardust. oh they, I, there is a unicorn in that i yeah okay i was well, like I, go ahead sorry I was just gonna say, and I don't know if it's only in the movie. <laughs> it's on the cover of the book. Yeah. Some versions. Okay. Yeah, I do think it's in the book. But that is an that is an interesting uh kind of point though, is that it actually wasn't the easiest thing to find a unicorn fantasy book for us to read for this podcast. Mm. And like a modern I'm, one, maybe, yeah. Yeah, right. I was gonna say that like I if like you go into like the 80s or 70s, then you'll find a ton of them. Well, right. I mean, I feel like people don't do it as much today. You're not wrong, Nick. Like, the, I mean, if when I if I had to search my brain for books with unicorns in it, I think I come to the first one I think of is the the Amber books by Zelazny, and it's not an important part; it's a very small part. Um, and the second one I think of are the Phase adept series by uh piers anthony that it it plays some serious role in that but it's also i'm never going to recommend anyone read those books (laughs) because piers anthony is a dirty dirty old man um (laughs) and not like not not in the fun way i think it's more probably probably more prominent in middle grade fiction now i don't read a lot of it sure yeah um you guys are forgetting the last unicorn. No, I'm not. I'm because that's what I'm looking at right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying but to think also, of like mo- yeah. Go ahead, Rachel. I'm trying to think of like modern books because I think there's a unicorns in the Fable Haven series by uh, Brandon Mole, but it it, go- it goes into the trope of the unicorn doesn't really do much other than it's there. Yeah, oh. I feel like if you get if you do have a unicorn then people will just, like, roll their eyes and be like, what am I, a five-year-old little girl? Yeah. Well, it, it, mm-hmm. well it's like the eagles in Lord of the Rings. They're kind of not, they, they're travel purposes. Right. <laughs> well, have- but so it is worth bringing up The Last Unicorn, even though it's from the 60s, because it is such a popular book or movie or graphic novel. You know, it's, it's been around and transformed a bunch of times. And uh, and in that case, I think the unicorn is the very like stereotypical unicorn, you know, pure and kind and good, right? 
Yeah. 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 Well, and I would say that in all of the, not just literature, but just fantasy things in general that I grew up with, anytime I saw a unicorn, it was something that uh, people were trying to kill and harvest. And often, mm. you know, again, it being something pure, maybe there was some mm-hmm. sort of uh, debate about whether that was right or wrong. I think of um, Oblivion. Uh, the Elder Scrolls game. Mm-hmm. There's a very distinct mission in there where you're you have to go hunt a unicorn to get oh. its horn to use in a, a recipe or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and it's it's the only one in the whole game. Like so, well, so and that makes me feel like it's a metaphor for you know unspoiled nature. I think it right? certainly can be, and I think that that reading of it definitely applies to this book in a in a way yes why don't we you shall we shall we turn our our attention to that book this book the book Space Unicorn blues yeah that's yeah. the one yeah. I, yeah. by by who tj tj barry there we go yeah. we're learning it's been like three years four yes. years i no, refuse is- to learn <laughs> This is the first book in her series, and I do know the second book is Five Unicorn Flush. Do we know how many books there are total or two. are planned? It's a two. It's a it's a two book series, I think. Oh, and it stops oh, at two. A I duology. So. A duology. I could be well, wrong. It currently only has two books out. We don't know if okay. there's going to be a third. Oh, okay. Uh, so I got the impression that it was finished after two. I did talk to my friend yesterday, who said that she loved both books. So. Um, the first is 2018 and the second is 2019. So that would, that, that, that does seem to hold water. Well, I yeah. mean, assuming I mean, that so does Pat, a bucket. according to Patrick Rothfuss, that proves nothing. <laughs> well, well, also, well, he's a special case, I think. <laughs> there, uh, sometimes a series, if they're non-linear, sometimes or don't necessarily have an ending point. It could just end with that's a, true. Um, like, like the publisher just doesn't want to publish more books in that mm-hmm. series. Um, but but I, I, I really enjoyed this. Let's just start there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I will say I take notes on the books that we read so that I can criticize them. I didn't take any notes because this book is perfect. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was bored. This is a you were you were bored. Yeah, it's not. It's just not my type of book. I'm not. Space comedy is not like my thing. That's fair. Well, that's a, I had this argument with my friend too. She said she called it a comedy, and I said I would not call this book a comedy. It's just not for me. I mean, it's 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 hilarious. That's that's fine. It doesn't have to be for you. <laughs> I, but uh, I think but it's, yeah, I think it's definitely comedic. I oh, it's I think it is a it a it is a serious book based on a deliberately goofy premise with comic outrageous elements. premise sure uh, sure an outrageous <laughs> premise if you want uh let's let's get to that premise the premise is humans get out into space and they discover that all of the fairy creatures and magic creatures are real and live out there in space and then seems legit yeah and then humans become space nazis and abuse them sounds about right basically yeah that's that's pretty much it. Our our main character is Gary, Gary. the half unicorn. Gary the half unicorn. <laughs> and just like saying that just right. immediately says, "Oh god, this book doesn't take anything seriously. It's a goofy ass 
something. Yeah, well, I just Miss couldn't get over the fact that his name was fucking Gary. Right. <laughs> He's right. supposed to be like majestic half unicorn. It's like Gary. Well, not just majestic half unicorn, like literally heir to the unicorn race and the unicorns are king of all the bala the bala is basically all of the magical creatures so he is like the son of an emperor essentially right yeah and he's fucking and his name gary. is gary <laughs> mm-hmm. a noble um, name if ever i heard one <laughs> and uh, of course his mother was a human his father was a unicorn um they and had some they had a child sex. through magic katie sexy magic. magic i think they explicitly said in the book that it was through magic yeah they they, they do at some point they say well <laughs> unicorns don't really have sex so it was you they know, reproduce magic. asexually it does say that in there but yes. still <laughs> let me have this peter it's <laughs> not me it's the book and also fine you can have your your imagination of of gary's father no, I don't want it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah once you had to think <laughs> about it. Ooh. I see. You don't, you don't want it if I give you permission to have it. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. I think we should talk about what makes our unicorn different from the unicorns we were already discussing. Yeah. Great. They so, have personality. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. true. That's true. To start, he is a person. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I believe he has like horse hooves and a horn. Yeah. But otherwise, he's a man, right? Well, yes. I'll talk yep. about like a lot of time in literature, they don't, they're a MacGuffin or a travel steed. No, no, right. Yeah. Rachel's point is, is right on. This is a character mm-hmm. and a person and not a, an object to be found or something to be hunted. I mean, well, they do bring up that people would hunt him if they knew he were a unicorn, knew he was a unicorn. Um, but he's not a metaphor. No, no, he's a person. Right. Which is great. Worth yeah. <laughs> I like people. <laughs> great. But his horn, his horn is very much still a metaphor in, in yes. a way here. Uh, yeah. Because he doesn't really have one throughout the book. Mm-hmm. It has been taken from him. His mother cut it off at an early age to protect him from the people who want it. And why do they want it? Circumcision. Oil, baby. Oh. What? <laughs> I, I said oil. I know what we you drill, said. baby. Katie? <laughs> yes? Control yourself. I can't. <laughs> no. Just no. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> I... I... I will ask you by God how you feel about Minecraft. No. Okay, okay. so unicorns are cool. <laughs> are there unicorns in Minecraft? Not yet. We're moving on. So. Okay, so. <laughs> so, so unicorn his... horn. Go ahead, Katie. So the unicorn horn, like, it gets cut off and is harvested to power the FTL drives in spaceships. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's the only like, substance that does this. It's kind of fucking weird. And the, it, it regrows after they, like, eat bones. I mean, that, weird... naturally, they just need, like, high calcium food in order okay. to regrow a calcium deposit of bone on their forehead. Um, like, that makes enough sense to me. Um, but he can also, like, regenerate health 
and like fix. Yes, yes. Unicorn body blood is also a, has super healing properties, and therefore he is almost impossible to kill. And he can heal people by giving them some blood. Which brings me to one of my two notes that I took for this book. Oh, yes. Can unicorns? Can unicorns eat themselves and regenerate? I don't think they have to. I, he he talked about how his blood and body were already like healing him. I constantly. know, but like if he if he was like trying to grow oh, more horn, he and he's like, his I'm finger. just gonna eat a few fingers and then grow like an inch of horn. I I suspect like cannibalism, it's it's kind of a less than zero sum game. And it wouldn't work out, but it didn't come up in the book. So I guess we don't have a definitive answer. I will tell yeah. you if the Maybe second the amount of bone answers it. I, I feel like the amount of bone you eat is not equal to the amount of bone you grow back. And he probably, whatever he needs to grow his horn back is probably also what he'd need to grow back his, his finger bones limbs that he eats off. Yeah. yeah. Mm, yep. Okay. So, okay. Probably would be a zero sum game, but that's really a wild assumption in a very silly universe. So I'm not sure it's worth asking to be honest. <laughs> Well, well, damn it, I, I need answers. I mean, I'm interested in asking. <laughs> I, I Maybe they do answer it in the second book. I'm going to find out. I've purchased it. Ooh. Um, what I really think is most wonderful about this book um, is it's a very small cast of characters. Yeah. And uh, TJ Barry does a very good job of ensuring that they all need each other and they all hate each other for different reasons. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it, yeah, it's a, I mean, for a book that feels like it's going to be so darn goofy, it is deadly serious for its characters, and it is so true to its characters who are genuine and have depth. I just, I respect the heck out of it. Can we talk about also... um we have another badass bitch named Jenny. Yes, we do. Yeah. Damn, Jennies Jenny, are awesome. Yeah. Jenny is fan freaking tastic. You know, my mother's name is Jennifer, and she's a badass too. I yes, I'm sure. I, I am afraid of your mother. <laughs> you should be. I, Jenny should, fucking Parada. That's right, Parada. <laughs> I was trying to remember her name. Yeah. Jenny fucking Parada. Yeah, she's great. And it's fantastic. So the book does a straight up great job with representation. Yep. Um, we have various skin colors represented, uh, which at least as a side note, our human space Nazis, I couldn't quite, I don't quite remember it happening. They, they were entirely, you know, full Nazi against magic and fairy creatures. But as far as I could tell, they didn't give a shit about, any of our human ethnicities that people tend to care about today. So at least well, no, they were too busy fighting those goddamn balas. Yes. Right. Yeah. So at least there's that, I guess at least they grew past that in their advanced space Nazihood. Um, but so we have, you know, people of all skin colors, Jenny fucking Parada is a lesbian and is also uh, in a is married to a Bala, so she is married to a magic fairy creature. Um, and what's the other one? Oh, and and she is disabled. She's in a wheelchair the whole time. Um, 
and the the book is the book i feel i feel like the book treats that very well does that make I, sense I, I would agree i would agree with that um it's it's also interestingly it's not really an obstacle or when it is an obstacle it's not like the main obstacle of that scene or of that chapter it's just well, no, well, you're right so the thing is like you know what i, I mean it, yeah it does a couple things really well one like it doesn't just use it for color it's not like look we've checked off this box and we're going to ignore it now it talks about like when it gives us jenny's perspectives it talks about how much more comfortable she is in zero g than she is right. in you know in normal spaceships because it's so much easier for her to get around and she can ignore the loss of her of her uh, lower body function. Um, but, but the times when her disability uh, becomes an obstacle, it's never, the book never says, look, here's a flaw in Jenny that is acting up and getting in her way. It always says, look, here is a flaw in the world around her to accommodate her. These, this is the way that people are making the world harder for her. Um, does that make sense? D yeah. Didn't yeah. Mary Robinette say something like that? Uh, about she said how... something along those lines. Yeah. She had a character who had a disability, but it wasn't an issue until she like tried to do something. Then it became an issue. The, the character is living in part of normal. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was part yeah. of normal life. It was her. It was her normal. Yes. That's what it was. Okay. Anyway, go so I, I go listen to I, that. Yeah, uh, why don't you go listen to our a little podcast called Fantasy Book of the Month while uh, we interview <laughs> Mary Robinette Cole. Um, <laughs> Where we don't actually read. Sometimes we don't read fantasy books in a month. What? Well, sometimes we read science fiction books. Sometimes we read fantasy. science fiction books that are also fantasy books, like we did right now. Space Unicorn Blues by T.J. Barry. <laughs> don't be mean. Enjoy the book. Or be me. Oh, Rachel. It was a fun romp. You know, know, with Nazis. <laughs> uh, you know me. I am the big old grump that doesn't like books. Well, do you want to tell us why you didn't like this book, Big Old Grump? I just didn't connect with anything. And it was just... If, no. I don't, if, I, if I'm not selected into the beginning, it's just like, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> okay. It did, not, it did not grab you. Nah. Yeah, it might have been like, my mood. Like the toy that the that you buy for your cat, and then it only wants to play with the packaging. The cat, the oh. dog. No, wait, I think I lost my metaphor. Doesn't I'll matter. pick it up for it. you. Cheese whiz. Oh man, you sure did finish my <laughs> sentence, Katie. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing against the book. It was just it wasn't a book for me. I mean, That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it's not, right. based based on the types of books that Rachel typically likes, I'm not totally surprised on that because it's. I was gonna say the also, exact same thing. <laughs> She's got like her kind of niche, but isn't really niche. But she's very specific. Well, I would also say even for this podcast, this book is definitely a little bit out of character for us. But um, not but I don't Dan. really regret that. That's 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 fair. That's a good point. Ooh, who's gonna pretend to be Dan and give his opinion on the book? Hi, I'm Dan. <laughs> you guys are Dale. making him too deep. He's more like, hey. You know, he's hey. a little bit more like, 
Hey, I'm Dan. Listen, I'm, I don't wow. In, I'm in a place. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how deep I am normally, so I don't know how deep to make my voice. <laughs> hey guys, it's me, Dan Evanson. I probably like this that book. Was really good. Go to worldofjuno.com. <laughs> yeah. Actually, though, but for real, do that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> for real, Go though, to everyone's actually, links. Yeah. Um, may I say something very bold? I doubt Please. it. No. Or very italics. That one's that's too. It's cool too. <laughs> well, he um, is Italian. I... <laughs> I even think the character who you're probably supposed to not like very much or who represents something that you're not supposed to like very much, even he is very well fleshed out and um uh well you can sort of no, feel I, I for agree. him at I times agree. with he, his he cowboy gym. Cowboy Jim is a is a realized character. He doesn't uh have a lot of journey to make, so to speak. Um, but he is like, he's realized and you, you understand him, right? He's not yeah. just one dimension. He's maybe he's like not any, he's not two. just a symbol of hate or whatever. He is. Right. What I don't understand uh, though, is how his wife fell in love with him. Well, no, that's really think, hard to understand. Cause I think he's that's kind of actually a in a way, dick bag. no, but that just goes to show how wonderful she was and that's another thing she's not even in this book she's dead she is not mm. in this book pretty oh, much at all spoiler, and she is goodness. a that's not a spoiler um <laughs> what's what's her name i uh some cheryl ann cheryl ann cheryl ann yeah cheryl ann is not in this book but all of these characters know her very intimately yeah. for and mm -hmm. um she is sort of the glue that bonded them and in her death the thing that separated them well and, said nick <laughs> and um she is the epitome of human goodness right humans in this book are generally considered not good creatures not uh, yes <laughs> but cheryl ann is the one exception where she is a pure good person and i think the fact that she fell in love with jim epitomizes that mm. right with jim being yeah, a horrible person that. even she could find the good in him or or she could yeah, find the good only in Only she even. could find the good in him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it actually, I think, expands her as a. I would say she's more of a theme than a character. I mean, her 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 ghost is not literally, but her spirit is very present in the book. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, um, no, I think that's a good, really good point. Man, I don't want to spoil anything because I, I really it's, do it's, think people. Yeah, it's should. hard. It's hard to keep to keep talking without potentially spoiling things. I did find it interesting uh, that so I mean, like the on the cover it says "Humanity's Last Hope: A Murderous Unicorn," and that's just completely <laughs> untrue. Gary is practically a pacifist. Yeah. So I mean. Uh, the book does open with Gary basically just being released from uh, the Bala equivalent of Rikers. Yeah, <laughs> he is put in a a a prison for Bala creatures for the or for a murder. I'm not even going to say who because I mean spoilers. Yeah. yeah, so um, he is released and he is quickly trying to get his ship back and get out of Reason space. The 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 human space Nazis are called reason 
Yes, um, they pretend to be all logic. Yes. So he's trying to get out of reason space and save himself. And he is forced to partner up with Jenny Parada, uh, Cowboy Jim, and a uh, bar owner, a barkeep named Ricky. Yes. And um, they tell Gary that they need his ship and his help doing one delivery for the um Was it the what conjunction? are they called the, the convocation super symmetrical the sisters <laughs> of the super symmetrical axiom oh yeah that's uh, right i think that's right some kind I, I of weird it, religious service i i took it to be a a play on the benny jesuits of dune yeah basically um that kind of vibe I still haven't read dune that's okay it's highly recommended <laughs> I mean, it's a good book, but you don't gotta. But you do. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. As or you were I'll, saying, Nick. Or else I'll tell you about Minecraft. Oh, shut the fuck up. Just tell me about the book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're going to do this delivery, and um, they need Gary because they need his ship, and they need his help piloting the ship with his horn. Um but obviously, if they're caught with a unicorn on board, they can get in a lot of trouble and things get in the way. That's about all I need to say. Um, yeah. Also, I love that his ship is a rock ship and it just flies by magic. Oh, it's let's like talk a, about the ship. Yeah, it's like it's a it's like a small mountain. And it it it's a whole ecosystem it has an ecosystem right. inside that is run by dwarves who just are like basically yes. part of the ship. I love Bruges. Bruges, yes, part of the ship. Part of the ship. Yeah, Bruges or, or yeah, or or Bohes. I don't know. Bo- <laughs> I don't know how you're I supposed to say the, it. The audiobook said Bohes. Bohes. Oh, okay. okay. I, I enjoyed saying Bohes to myself, but uh, <laughs> you know, whatever you want. Yeah. So um, basically, the health of the ship is dependent on the health of the ecosystems within the ship. Right, and it's used to having, you know, like, soil everywhere and moss growing and vines and trees and, like, oh, like, there's a, there's a pond in the ship that uses magic to generate gravity instead of stupid human technology. It's beautiful. <laughs> I want, I want one of these now. Do you want to hear my other note that I have? My only other yes, note written down? Yes, I do want to so, hear it. So, in the ship... It's like controlled by, you know, the ecosystem and there's like these glass tubes and wheels and whatever. Pardon me. Um, Gross. And so he's looking at this one jar and it it goes, the liquid inside was a sickly green studded with white chunks. It looked for all the world like vomit in the jar. And when I was reading that or listening to the audiobook at that part, I was eating ramen <laughs> with eggs in it. And I was like, well, that just fucking ruined my lunch. Thanks. <laughs> but otherwise, Whoa. those that's that's all my notes. That, that, yeah. Okay. So in other words, this is a terrible <laughs> book that ruins your lunch. That's the yeah, takeaway. Don't eat ramen while listening to it. Don't don't eat things that look kind of brownish when with other things floating in them. When you read this book, that's a life lesson a- applicable in any situation. It'll get you far into this yeah. book. Yeah, you nailed it. I nailed it. <laughs> Just like Gary's dad. Nice. Hey. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, that was for you, Katie. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, are there any other major themes or details, characters? I, I feel like we've kind of... I mean, so, like, it's, it's, it is very positive towards uh uh minorities or the the oppressed people uh which which line up roughly with uh, uh oppressed minorities in today's uh society and it uh, not only does it you know express that positivity by making them all characters with at least you know on balance positive traits it also drives thoroughly home the uh just like the the contrast between them and the ahem default standard i can't see my air quotes but um mm-hmm. because Don't worry, I saw him. oh good good wait you have a camera in here oh Several. there it is just okay. keep going <laughs> okay so um because they they mention a number of times that the only reason they have cowboy jim on board because he is Otherwise, just like the worst asshole and makes everything miserable um, is because they need a man to be there go through a checkpoint because um, anyone else will get called out and they'll like, who are you? Now, I, they didn't say a straight white man, but I definitely got that sense. Um, yeah, they'd never specified exactly why Jenny couldn't do it. I think maybe they were implying because she was in the wheelchair. It, I wasn't sure if it was because she's in a wheelchair and therefore, you know, they would give her well, extra looking. Actually, or she's on, sorry, I'll just finish the sentence. Or because yeah, she's on yeah. a list somewhere as married to a Bala and therefore she would get Oh, that's a good point. So actually, the reason they specified in the book was because Jenny was involved in the fire at Ricky's at the beginning. Wait, really? That's why? Oh. Yeah. So Jenny actually, Jenny would have been fine until they rescued Gary, where Cowboy Jim was not seen in that instant, but Jenny was spotted. Okay. Oh. So actually, being so dependent on Cowboy Jim was not the initial plan. That came up due to unfortunate circumstance. Yeah. Um, a minor, this isn't a criticism per se, especially because there's a sequel and I don't know what's in it, but I did find the book to be justifiably, but perhaps a little bit overly cynical of humans saying that basically humans are good for nothing. And, you know, as a human, I took a little bit of offense to it, I think. Mm, Uh, Well, as a unicorn, I I, I agree wholeheartedly. (laughs) Yeah, as a a robot, I I don't see a problem with the thesis of this book. (laughs) Like, like in one sense, I I, I get it. And I think that the book does the work of of justifying it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But I I guess that I was a little surprised. I was expecting at some point for there to be some sort of, you know, there's good ones and there's bad ones. Like, there's good redeeming quality. You you did point out yourself that that uh, Cheryl Ann is, you know, represents the goodness of humanity. Um, yeah, but but, the but book, she's dead. So what does that say? Right. The, exactly. The book kind of also points to that as a flaw in humanity. It's like, well, she's not here. Yeah, f- fair with. enough. Now, we also have the, uh, 
the sister the, the super symmetrical axion sisters or whatever um you know they're some kind of human religion that seem to be doing good work it's more like doing weird work i guess um, <laughs> weird work yeah it's hard to know their goals like that's explicit right it's they they do they hire people to do strange things for reasons that no one understands yeah and it seems like they have some sort of long plan um yeah whereas you know most people are looking short term yeah so. they're big yeah. picture long term patience yes did the name Pimmy mean anything to anyone? Because uh, so the the there are some gods in the setting, and I'm like, like we don't need to say too much about them, um, but they're mentioned. The Pimmy, like, does that mean anything? Is it a reference in any way, or is it just like here's a word, Pimmy? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I didn't get anything from it. All right. Did you want to talk Rachel. about the? Oh, yes. Hi. Hi. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was, uh, what do you want from me? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just nothing. Got it. <laughs> okay, I'm here. I'm just being quiet and listening. Well, you're doing great. <laughs> I love your work ethic. Listen. <laughs> I'm trying Don't to get us an interview. Her. Thank you very much. Don't criticize her work ethic. She read the book. She showed up. <laughs> She's doing her part. No, I love her work (laughs) ethic. Yeah, yes. Katie wasn't being sarcastic. No, like, she's here. She did the work. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Listen, we wouldn't have a schedule half the time. Yeah, we are literally not criticizing Rachel. (laughs) Sounded like Katie was picking a fight to me. That's all. Do you want (laughs) to pick a fight with Rachel? Is that what's going on No, I I, I like to win. Sounds like Nick feels like Katie wants to pick a fight with Rachel. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think I could win in a fight against any of you. I don't think so. It's true. No, I, I would just put down. you in my pocket. <laughs> I would just I would just put my arm out and be like, what you gonna do? <laughs> I think all of you are underestimating all, all of you are likely underestimating how short I am. Wait, how short are you? Very He's five four. <laughs> oh god, I'm I'm taller. Very. No, very, very. That luckily that picture of me with Mary Robinette and Scalzi that I shared with you, they're both also not very tall. So <laughs> that was very flattering. So when so when me and my tall friend go, we'll actually see the, the yeah, difference. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I lo- okay, sorry, super tangent, but I like how in this instance Mary Robinette is like our creature to scale. <laughs> well, the reality is Mary Robinette has met more of us than we have. Yeah. <laughs> never I mean, mean one? No, wait, two, right? Three? Mary Robinette wait, has she's... met... She's met three of us now. She's met Katie, Dan, and me. Yeah, and you're I'm, right. I'm, I'm and I don't think any of us... We've never met each other. Any, any of us, right? No combination of us have met each other in person? Uh, no. Yeah, that's right. I was in the same yeah. air as Dan for eight hours. Same air? Like the I was same in Chicago. State? Yeah, yeah, I was, city even. I yeah. was in Peter's time zone once. Man, I mean, I've been in all your time zones. Nice. I, I mean, I live in a major city, so I assume Peter's been through my city at some point. Well, I try to avoid Texas. That's fair. I try to avoid Texas, but I live there, so. Wow. We have devolved. So. Uh, okay. Oh, wait, I think Nick, we're done. 
Did you yeah. have an actual question about the book? I thought you had Nick. I think Nick had something to say. <laughs> well, I, I did just want to really briefly just throw out there, and I'm sure we've already said this in a roundabout way, but it's a phenomenal job uh, mixing sci-fi with fantasy. Really, yes, well done. Yeah. Um, if if anyone, if you're familiar out there, if you're familiar with Saga, which is a also phenomenal graphic novel series. You should listen to one of our uh, comics episodes where we talk about Saga. Well, Saga is brilliant and also mixes magic and, and science far Hi, more seriously than Space Unicorn Blues. Peter, we gotta, we gotta plug these old episodes. I don't gotta do that. I don't remember that we did that. I don't know what we're talking about. I'm not <laughs> sure where I am. Am I the um, only one that remembers what books we've done? I remember uh, what books I've done. I remember some of the books I've done. Uh, oh, Rachel. Any, anyway, I think I interrupted Nick again. What are you? Uh, well, this isn't important at all. So, but um, Katie, you really loved the. A, this is not really a spoiler, but a little reference at the end of the book to Will Penny. And yes, there was a little chat in the Discord. Um, where I, I will admit I also did not get it, but I did some research. On Will and, Penny, yes, yeah. Okay, so wait, what is it? I don't under, I don't know who. It's it's just an old like cowboy movie. Really? Yeah from from the sixties. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, I mean, oh. this is not really a spoiler at all. But Cowboy Jim wait. has an alias, Charlton oh, yeah. Heston and Donald Pleasance. Nice. Yeah, you know classics. I mean, that's yeah, not why but... I liked it, but okay. Why, Based why'd you on like an it? episode I'm asking. of Sam Peckinpah. Oh, you, that, that, you want me to say the, why uh, I liked it? Yes, I, 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 I want you to I don't think it was about the name. It was no. not about the name. Oh, okay. What was it about? <laughs> explain it. <laughs> okay, he's asking for it. Yeah. All right. I mean, if you're asking him for it, I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <clears throat> that will make sense very shortly. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at the end of the book uh, spoiler alert uh, Jim goes to like the head honcho of the reason and the secretary's like okay well have a seat we'll be with you soon and he's like no nah, I'll stand and then he gets to his appointment with the head honcho of the reason and the guy's like oh have a seat and he's like no nah, I'll stand and then he's just like, well, what can I do for you? I mean, you know, we're not really hiring, I guess. But oh, then. Don't say what? what the. Just don't say what the object is. Okay. <laughs> so then they're talking. And then head honcho guy is like, well, we need a, a super secret thing. And we don't have access to one. And Jim is just like, it's in my prison wallet. <laughs> oh, God. So Can't thanks, Nick. For... And that's why we spent 10 minutes saying butt smuggling before the show. Butt that smuggling. is. Okay, I didn't actually want to talk about it on the podcast, Nick, so thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. I think it's important that we, you know, talk about butt uh, smuggling. Even... Yeah, even even the the dirtiest details. <laughs> I mean, that really depends on your diet. 
Wow. <sighs> oh, Rachel. That was <laughs> worth Rachel it. Sad. Just, just for the sigh, that was worth yeah, it. I'm sorry. I made Rachel sad. It's fine. I'm not sad. I'm, admittedly, I'm sleepy, but when am I not sleepy? I made Rachel sleepy. Uh, I think the gym made I, me sleepy. Let me pretend I have power. Cowboy okay. Jim? Yeah, I'm Cowboy Jim. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I, I, don't, I don't have much more to add at this point other than no. it, is, it is great. And I, I don't want to spoil anything. There are a lot of events that are spoilable. Yep. Well, hopefully they read it with us to listen to us talk about it. That, That's that true. would be clever of them. And yeah. if no. you have your own thoughts, you can put them in the Discord. Please do. How smooth yeah, is that? It was that was smooth. really smooth. Yeah, it was like chunky peanut smooth, butter. Smooth like your prison wallet. Or you can <laughs> says fucking Christ. Oh God. Or you can email it to us. I don't really like that term. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> too many. Too many. Media. Yeah, go for it, Rachel. You probably know it better than I do. Uh, too many thoughts media at gmail.com. Yes. That's the one. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that's where you should write out your thoughts, or that's where you should write us uh, and send us po- photos of your bookshelves, which we want to see. We do not want prison wallets. No, that's if yeah. you you will be. I will block you. You will be blocked. No, wait. We'll that. send it to Nico. Okay, no, fine. We'll send it to Nico no, first. No, we won't do that either. I'll block we'll, you. we'll send it to the FBI or something. Trust like, Peter. Trust trust me. He he needs this. I don't care. <laughs> Oh, I wish he listened Any- to this. <laughs> I'm glad he doesn't. <laughs> anyway, so we just read Space Unicorn Blues by T.J. Barry. I thought it was fantastic. Nick thought it was fantastic. Katie thought it was also fantastic. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. And Rachel has her own opinion about it that is entirely valid. And I'm Dan Everton, and I also thought it was fantastic. T.J. Barry is beard. the bomb. Yeah, beard stuff. So guys, we're doing something a little different next month, right? Are Whatever do you month? mean, Rachel? Uh, yeah, my friends uh, uh, at covers and uh, uh, oh, I can talk real girl. Covers with Cassidy and Melanoa Reads uh, picked a book for us for next month. Uh, you can go check those out. Uh, they are nice booktubers. You can check them out on YouTube, and they do some uh, good fantasy content over there. It's a crossover what book event. Did they pick? They picked. Ashes of the Sun by Django Wexler. Ashes of the Sun by Django Wexler. Ashes Uh. of the Sun by Django Wexler. Are we going to remember to read that by next month? Yes. Cool. (laughs) I'm excited. I I have not read a Django Wexler book yet. Uh, I haven't either, but Rachel seems to really dig his stuff. Yes, I've read okay, all Okay, so in books. retribution for this book, we have to hate this the, the new book, right? Oh, dang <laughs> it. What if we what can we secretly like it? Oh yeah, we can we can secretly like it. We can hide okay. that in our soul, but then criticize it in public, but then secretly okay, go okay. and like make out with the book later. Wow. That's cool. Um, I'm not sure I have it, it in me to hate anything. So I think Nick will enjoy it. It feels like a very Nick book, but uh it's a it's about uh two siblings who are caught on different sides of the empire so to say and uh they were separated uh from a very young age and trying to find each other by all uh, but also trying to destroy each other's factions 
It's so okay. Luke you can... and Leia, if Leia was the Empire. Why do you think I call this... Uh... Oh, shit, that makes so much sense! Okay. I call it gay fantasy <laughs> Star Wars for a reason. You know what? Yeah, yeah you, you do. You do describe it that way. Yeah, <laughs> I get it frequently. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking forward to gay fantasy Star Wars. Um, yeah, so... It's what, uh, Jacob Wexler's, I've read most of his adult and slash teen, uh, novels, and they're really fun. I'm excited for the third book of the series to come out in February. Wonderful and wonderful. Oh my gosh, that's next month. I know. To some people. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded, it sounded like you were going to say more, but. Nope. Nope. I got nothing else. (laughs) I feel like I talked too much already. No, this is this is delightful. Great conversation, honestly. It was alright. Um, <laughs> who were we? Okay. I don't remember. Right. Who were we? That's that's funny you ask. I'm Nick Evangelista. You can find uh, all the podcast nonsense I do on too many thoughtsmedia.com. We also have with us Katie. That's me. You can find me on Twitter at shimmybook, where I tweet if I remember I have it. And also check out my bookstore. It's griffinsroostbt.com. And that's BT for books and treasures. And we have with us Peter. Hi, I'm Peter Schaefer. I'm a game designer. I publish a role-playing game called The Well. You can find that at shoelesspetegames.com. You can read some fiction by me at paschaefer.com. That's S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R. If you want to hear my role-playing game played on podcasts, you can check out uh, some podcast. <laughs> you can check out the One-Shot podcast or uh, a short run of the game on the Cast Die podcast. I'm done. And last but certainly not least, we have with us Rachel. Hi, I'm Rachel. Apparently I'm Miss Grumpy, but next month I will be happy because I'm reading, well, I don't even know if I'm reading, but I'm making them read one of my favorite books. Well, not one of my favorite authors. There we go. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ArgentRabe. Yep. Nice. Are we going to talk very NPR for the rest of the episode? No, just me. Stop stealing my thing. Uh, I kind of felt like I had to quiet down after he did that. It was... It didn't feel right yelling. Fuck <laughs> that! I mean, also, we can yell at them to uh, give us a rating and review, a five-star rating and a review on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That would be that would be great. Um, and genuinely, seriously, uh, join the Discord. Uh, you can talk to us there. Give us feedback. We will read your feedback. We will interact with you, uh, see pictures of your bookshelves, etc. So we, we would really love that. It means a lot to us, so. Uh, well guys we'll see you next month and until then keep reading